You've tuned in to the Cat Show Podcast, where we're making the world a better place for cats. Hosted by the cat mama herself, Melissa Newman. Welcome, Pawsome Humans. A quick shout out to my VIP patrons, Cat Pads, who help keep food in the cat bowls and the lights on at the cat pad. You're a pretty awesome crew, so thank you so much. Now, today's show is about Charlie, and he is quite a character. He has travelled from Nepal to Australia, and he meow lives a perfect life with his family. Today, I talked to Shannon and Jade about how fortunate Charlie was and why Charlie travelled from the streets of Nepal. Check out the show notes over at catmama.com to see some photos and video of Charlie and see what this sensational guy looks like. Let's get into the interview. Hi, and welcome Jade and Shannon today. Uh, We're going to be talking about a little Nepalese cat called Charlie, who now calls Adelaide home. So thanks, ladies, for joining me today. Now, Shannon, I believe this little pussycat, you were the first person to meet and greet him. What were you doing in Nepal and how on earth did this um, meeting uh, happen? Well, I was um, I was very fortunate. I was working in Nepal for a company that organised volunteer placements, um, and I was essentially babysitting um, some teenage volunteers while I was over there. And um, being a crazy cat lady, the fact there wasn't many cats around in Nepal was a bit of a shock to me, and it was the longest I'd ever gone without interacting with a cat. Um, and one day at the hotel we were staying at, this little kitten rocked up in the dining area, and of course I run off to interact with the kitten who didn't want to be interacted with at that point um, and realised sometimes later that while I'd been distracted by the cat, my wallet had gotten stolen. Um, oh, no. So that's, um, that's the very first meeting with him and he did come around for cuddles later, but um, yes, that's how we wrapped up. How long did it take you to actually get the trust between him and you so that he would come and, and get Pat? Um, it was very quick, a um, couple of days at most. Um, yeah, it didn't. He didn't go to other people all the time. He was pretty choosy of who he would go to as well. Um, but when he took a liking to somebody, it was just yeah, him. Yeah, really He's interesting. A good judge of character, then, by the sounds of it. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> and um, how old do you reckon he was when you like? He said he's a kitten. Was he a little itty bitty kitten, or was he you know three four months old? Or oh gosh, um, he wouldn't have been say maybe two or three months maybe he was he was pretty small but then it was kind of hard to tell because I don't know how well nourished he was when he first rocked up either yeah well so you were over there for how long uh three months just three months yeah cool so he sort of stole your heart in that time did he he did he come along about two weeks in so yeah he fast. so when did you make the decision and why did you make the decision that you would try to bring him back to Australia um well, the volunteers that I was working with um, got very attached to him um, and several of them at different points decided that they wanted to adopt him and bring him back to their own countries. They were from yeah. all over Hong Kong, America, um, and all of their parents said no um, <laughs> for some reason. Um, ironically, I was the only Australian, which is the hardest country to get him into, um, but at the end of the day, I got left holding the cat. Um, and um as cats aren't um, particularly considered good luck he wouldn't have lasted long on his own um and we had had a few incidents where um, hotel staff had taken him away um 
Yep. So um, at, at some point over the few months that we had him there, he got smuggled into various people's bedrooms to stay, and you know, the <laughs> do not clean sign on. Um, I had a friend whose house he stayed at for a little while as well when we figured the hotel staff had kind of gotten wind that he was still around. So yeah. it was a, an interesting time. Couldn't couldn't abandon him there. So, so Jade, this is when you came into the picture, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, Shannon, you had decided at this point that you were going to bring him home. Now, Jade and uh, Shannon, you guys are sisters, yes? Correct. Okay, so big sister stepped in because I believe the internet over there was not so good. Tell us a little bit about, um, like, what you needed to do, Jade, to actually get him back into the country. Well, uh, to start with, I really had no idea. when Shannon said that she couldn't live with herself if she left him behind, um, I said, well, if it means that much, I'll I'll look into it and see what we can do. So I basically, the first thing I did was emailed the um, the government about, um, like, the animal export uh, part of the government to see yep. if it was even possible. And they told me that there was different avenues. You could, that he couldn't come straight from Nepal to Australia, so he had to go via another country, which there was multiple different ones but each one had its own regulations. So wherever we went, we had to follow each um, import-export um, guidelines um, for that country at that time. So we settled on, um, we realised that Singapore was probably the best and easiest one to go through, so that's what we did. Yeah. Um, so basically he had to have, um, have had injections, uh, vaccinations for rabies, mm-hmm. but then he stay in Nepal for six months before he could go anywhere, before he could go into Singapore because that was their regulation. Um, so we had him staying in a cat hotel with a really lovely girl that um, that just loved animals and cats and um, so Shannon paid for him to have a room there basically. Um, and she took him to vet appointments, had all his vaccinations, vet work, um, got him to sex, all of these things um, while he was still there. Uh, when that six months was up, after many different hiccups and whatnot, um, she was able to get him over to Singapore, um, where he had to then be in quarantine for another one month, another four weeks. So um, we were able to see him there on our on, on holiday, luckily, um, briefly. Um, so then after another after that those four weeks, we were then he was then able to be um, moved then to quarantine for ten days in Melbourne. Yep. Um, yes. So uh, by that stage, it was all going a bit smoother. Thankfully, um, there were so many little little glitches, and between yeah. the um, between the language barriers and the uh, the time differences and whatnot, um, it, it took longer. I think it was about a year uh, that it took us to finally get him here. Because Shannon and Mum also then drove to Melbourne after his ten days in quarantine to pick him up from Melbourne and drove him home in the car Aww. that way. Car trips. Yeah, but the all the little the little hiccups and things we we could go on for hours about. Yeah. Yeah. Did he remember you when you picked him up from the airport, Shannon? Oh, hundred percent. Um, so um, because he happened to arrive in Singapore the day after I arrived in Singapore on my way home from working in Cambodia. Oh, cool. Um, and the lady that had been uh, looking after him in Nepal, Singaporean, visiting her family in Singapore at the time. So her and I went and met him when he got off the plane in Singapore to start with. Yeah. Um, and even though she had a great bond with him, he still ran directly up to me. Oh. 
<laughs> and um, that was fabulous. And then, you know, eventually I visited him twice again in the couple of days that we were in Singapore. So we got to see him a little bit there. But then we saw him again, obviously, when we picked him up from Melbourne and he yeah. clearly recognised me. He was going off. He's got the loudest meow you can imagine. And the people at the quarantine station hand me this carrot carrier and he just gives me this look like, oh, you again. Dramatic <laughs> <laughs> things happening. You always rock up. Oh, the poor little baby. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about his character because, like, I mean, I, I can't imagine what a street cat from Nepal even looks like. You know, it's like uh, obviously he's got a loud meow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's amazingly resilient. Um, he's very cheeky. Um, he knows what he can get away with and he'll push the envelope as far as he can. Um uh, in relation to his loud meow, I might tell you about a little incident that happened because where I was in Nepal wasn't in Kathmandu, which would have been altogether too easy. I was in Chitwan. Um, and to get him from Chitwan to Kathmandu, it's either a bus ride, which can be as short as a couple of hours or as long as 14, depending on landslides. And I okay. had a busload of teenage volunteers that I couldn't really take the cat in the bus with. So I... Um, arranged for a friend who is um, terrified of flying to fly with the cat from Chitwan and meet me with him in Kathmandu. Um, As you can imagine, in downtown Chitwan, getting a cat carrier is not easy, so I had to get a um, plastic laundry basket um, with a lid, and he went in that in the hold of the plane between Chitwan and Kathmandu. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't mention to her to make sure it got tied shut because I thought that would have been obvious. Obvious, yep. Um, and baggage handlers aren't known for being gentle, so he's clearly gotten thrown into the hold of the plane. And my friend, um, in the middle of a panic attack, said she could hear him underneath her seat in the plane crying. Oh, and then she no. could hear him getting further away. And then she could hear him coming back again. She goes, oh, my God, he's out. He was out oh, of no. the basket. So the plane pulls into Kathmandu Airport and the um, staff pull her off the plane and made everybody stay seated and made her climb into the hold of the plane to get him out because he wasn't being caught by anybody. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's how he is. And then he's, yeah, he's, he's wow. so resilient. He bounces back from things like that pretty well. And, yeah. Far yeah very, he could almost very, write his own book, couldn't he? <laughs> uh, things this cat's been through is ridiculous. He just, he just, yeah, the fact that he still likes us is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and who's his uh, main human now that he's uh, home and settled? Uh, when I'm there, it's it's kind of definitely me. He's very yeah. much a mum boy. Um, aside from me, it's uh, probably running neck and neck between our dad and Jade's son. Okay. So, yeah, because um, dad, dad, dad and Charlie. Oh, who's that you've got there? Oh, this is Bruce. This is yes. He's he's one of our many cats. He but, is beautiful. Um, he is beautiful, but he's a big sook and he always tends to, whenever I'm interviewing somebody, he likes to see what's going on. So he's <laughs> kind of on. <laughs> what a darling. He um, boy. He's beautiful. Um, no, uh, Dad and Jack, um, he's very close with Dad because Dad's uh, home a lot now. He had, yep. a, um, he had an accident in which he sustained um, a brain injury. Um, and he was very, very ill after that, um, as you can probably imagine. And Charlie's essentially been like a therapy cat for him because fantastic. Charlie goes for walks on the lead. He refuses to go to the toilet inside, so you have to walk him on the lead outside. That takes him at least five times a day, I would say. Wow, that's yep. amazing. It is because, as you can probably appreciate, no one trusts him outside. He costs way too much to risk him disappearing. Um, yes. So then there's that. Um, there's then his relationship with Jade's son, um, which is absolutely endearing. Um, Jade? 
Yeah, it's it's funny because um, Jackson is he has ADHD, so he's got a lot of energy. My two cats really have a bar in; they stay out of way because um, he's just too boisterous. But Charlie yeah. is not bothered at all. He follows him around and he plays with him whenever we're here. He just like they just they're almost like the they've got the same spirit or something. They are so similar. <laughs> we call so it sounds like Jack- Charlie's got a fairly high energy level then. Oh, Very. yeah, so much so. He plays fetch, um, avid fetch player with socks. Yep. Um, you'll see Jack if he's kicking a ball because um, there's a big outdoor cat run that Dad built for the cats yep. um, and he'll get in there and Jack will be kicking a soccer ball up and down the side of it and Charlie will be trying to get the ball through the bars of the cage and not scared at all, like doesn't mind the fact that it makes a big bang against the mesh. Yeah. Quite happy to play, very, very high octane. Wow, he sounds but like a complete number. Oh, he is. My kind of cat. Yes. Uh, he's, he's funniest with balloons. If you have um, balloons blown up anywhere, he will go along, you can put them on the ground, he'll go along and chomp them one after the other and not even flinch. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, that's crazy and amazing and so cool. Yeah, I've never met a cat like him. <laughs> so, Jade, what does your uh, son Jackson think of him? If he's a bit ADHD, is does he just find him fascinating? Is he just uh, drawn to him? Oh, they see, they have really good games because Jackson's an only child. So it's like when we come and visit Nanny Grandpa and Charlie, it's his little buddy to play with. Oh, that's uh, they, cool. They have... Like I said, he, my kids don't really want to come, um, don't really want to have much to do with him. Um, and as soon as he makes a loud noise, they're off. But Charlie wouldn't, he doesn't even look wise. And like if, if Shannon and I or mum and dad are to rough Charlie up, Charlie, he'll sometimes bite, not not really draw blood, but he'll, he'll sometimes be a bit rough. But if Jackson does that to him, he will not touch him. So Jackson, <laughs> anything he wants to that cat and Charlie basically just lets him do it. So how well, sometimes Jackson? he'll chase him and grab the back of his leg and things and make yeah. him squeal, but nothing to ever hurt. And how old is Jackson? <laughs> oh, sorry, he's eight. Eight, he's yeah. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That, uh, I, I actually think that um, pets or cats in particular really do have almost like a sixth sense that um, of what they can and can't do with, like, kitten humans. Oh, absolutely, 100%. And I like that term. <laughs> Kitten humans, yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> so it must be really good for your dad too if he's um, at home a lot and um, has had some trauma himself. It sounds to me like he really is a bit of a therapy cat there as well. Are they fairly inseparable through the day? or? Oh, absolutely. If dad's outside working in the garden and Charlie's inside, he will stand and yell at the corner of the cat run and just, oh, oh gosh, heaven forbid everybody's out for a couple of hours and he's home on his own. You can really tell, you know how people say cats have one expression and how that's a load of rubbish. Yes. Yeah. He's expressive. You can tell when he's in a bad mood because he's, you know, (laughs) his human's gone and, you know, where have you been? And, yeah, they're very, very inseparable. Dad will have an afternoon. Charlie's there. Um, Yeah, it's really sweet. And do you have any um, difficulty in settling in? Like, because, I mean, it's it's a fair long way from, you know, a country like Nepal to little old Adelaide where the temperature's different and the humidity's different and all that sort of stuff. Did he have any trouble settling in at all? Only trouble was with the existing cat. Him and Henry don't get along at all, um, unfortunately. Even though he was with other cats at the cat hotel who he 
got along with just fine. Him and Henry don't. So that's pretty much the only issue we've had. Um, get around that by the fact that a sliding door's been installed so that half the house belongs to one cat, half belongs to the yeah. other. and It's a bit of a circus. You've got, and if you have people come over, you've got to pre-warn them, you know, just watch which cats wear and but yeah that that was really the only problem he did fine with the food the climate he's not a fan of the cold um he gets very sulky when the sun's not out but yeah and mum said this morning he, he tried to get he she didn't have a blanket over her so he was trying to get into her skivvy <laughs> <laughs> he's got no sense of personal space no <laughs> So he doesn't doesn't understand personal space. Excellent. Isn't that bizarre that like this little street cat from you know a million miles away now has no idea of what personal space is? Yeah, yeah, it's quite ironic considering he didn't want to be touched when he first rocked up. Yeah. yeah I wonder if he understands just how lucky he is. Oh, I hope so, but he's such a spoiled brat, I tell you what. <laughs> Oh, I've got to show you, it's one of the most fascinating stories that I've come across lately because I know, you know, cats really do um, sort of uh, take a little bit of peace of your heart. Almost every single one I meet, I think, is the best cat I've ever met in my life. So, um, and I'd have, you know, uh, 10 times the amount if I could have the money in the room to have one, have them. But it's amazing how this little guy has actually, you know, what an adventure he's been on. It's incredible. Yeah, it's... um. It's amazing when you tell people about it, you can tell they think you might be embellishing because it's just like, why would you do that and how did you manage that? But um, he, he's worth it. Um, he's, he's very fortunate that he found people that were big enough suckers to go through that for him. But, um, yes, and we got so lucky with the people that helped us along the way. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's special. Like I said, I don't know that he's fully a cat. He could be part alien, but he's got personality. That's amazing. And Jade, do you get along with him pretty well as well? Like when obviously your son loves him, but is he a people person to other people when you go visit? Oh, definitely. He's just unlike any other cat I've met. I, and I love all of them. I think they're all beautiful, but just his forwardness and, and his resilience and all, like Shannon said, it's just, it's so different. It really does feel like he has a different culture. Which I don't know if that's possible because that's like obviously cat animals are different to people, <laughs> but um, it, that's how it feels. But yeah, I um, I think he's amazing, and I'm so glad that I did get to meet him. And uh, we didn't know even like three quarters of the way through the process whether we'd actually get in here, um, whether it was actually going to work until it had finally worked. <laughs> um, but yeah, I th I think he's just beautiful, and he's he's such. A good one. He'll play and he loves the cuddle and he'll talk to you. You say something to him and he'll talk back and it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm not the only person that talks to cats because I do that all the time. My cats often talk back to me as well. Unfortunately, I usually make up what they're saying and then keep the conversation going, but that's okay. I'm sure you've got it 100% right. I'm pretty sure I do I most of the do. time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had an animal uh, communicator on uh, on the show not long ago, and she was saying that more often than not, you actually do know what's going on with them uh, because yep. we just pick up a lot of things and that sort of stuff. So, well, can I thank you both for joining me? What a fascinating um, story! Uh, I'm going to get a couple of photos of. Uh, Charlie to put up on my uh, website with the podcast so that um, everybody can admire how gorgeous he is. Uh, he sounds like an absolute character. 
And I think the nuttier a cat is, the better they are. The more personality they've got, the better in my book. So, um, so yeah, sounds like a fantastic plan to bring him back. Um, and thank you so much for joining me. What a crack up. Perfectly crazy in the best possible way. These ladies are true cat mummers by going out of their way to make the world a better place for Charlie. If the world would just follow their lead and look after all the stray, scared little street cats, the world would be a better place for everyone. Next week, we are to dive into some cat facts. There are a lot of them, and I bet you had no idea about some of them. If you would like to be a patron like Cat Pads and keep cat food on the table and the lights on at the Cat Pad, head on over to patreon.com forward slash catmama to find out more. Or share the Cat Mama content to your friends and family. Stay safe and feline till next time. You have been listening to the Cat Show podcast with me, Melissa Newman, the Cat Mama.